from our soundstage and auditory office to your hearts and ears across the globe. The following has been crafted with care for your listening ears. Good morning, good day, or good afternoon, and welcome to 54 Bites, where we take a minute or two to reflect on episodes past and project on episodes yet to come. These are what I'm calling affectionately a bridge between two pods. I'm joined today by Ari Bosado, who is our social media guru expert. So if you've noticed us on Instagram, if you've been contacted by email, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, it is likely by Ari. Ari, thanks for joining the team. Thank you for joining us on this show. Um, and welcome to 54 Bytes. Oh, as always, it's a pleasure to be to be here in the podcast with Gondwani. Great conversations always with all the guests, but uh, it's interesting to to take a deep dive into the conversations that the guests already had and kind of analyze what was said. Yeah, I mean, it's, analyze is right, right? After we've interviewed a guest, after we've talked to a guest about the amazing things that they're doing on the ground in the in the continent, in their country of, of origin, or as part of the diaspora, we often have all these like rich and deep conversations about what they said, what they meant to say, what they should have said, what we should have asked as is more likely the latter than the former. It's, it's just been one of those things where we said, oh, well, why don't we just put this out as, as one of our 54 Bytes shows? And so that's what we're doing today. So thank you for joining us and for listening. But thank you, Ari, for taking this on. And um, I think today's episode is going to be a little bit weird because I think you're going to kind of put me on the spot by asking a couple questions that you've been thinking about and have asked me sometimes um, behind behind the camera or behind the scenes so I have listened to four episodes and uh, they are the episodes from Malawi, the two Zimbabwe ones and one from Zambia. Me and Conwani listen to these episodes uh, a lot of times because he edits them and I sometimes have to listen them for uh, listen to them for various reasons over and over again. <laughs> so uh, we really know these episodes very deeply, so it's very interesting to ask him uh, questions and, you know, think about something that he hasn't thought about. <laughs> so I think we can start with the first episode of the season, that will be Malawi. The episode is called When Culture Comes Calling. And the question is, yeah. is vastly talked in the episode, this unforeseen connection between politics and artistry? Because our guest, um, his father was very involved in politics and he's an artist and you know you kind of ask him about a he that kind of connection how do you conceive this connection is art a channel that connects itself to life he was our first guest from this sort of like new revived season right and um yeah like i think i think there's something really interesting about about art that cannot be removed from life, right? Like it cannot be separated from our human existence, right? Whether it be through political uprising or just a comment on the times, it is political in nature. And so I think when Q, Cabaniso Malawesi, when he took us through his, his process, it was really kind of inspiring because it, it, it showed me 
the intersection between the two. It, 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 like, I think it was more true in his particular case, but it's definitely true, I think, in everything that is around us. Even if you are living in a place where it feels like it's apolitical, like art is always a little bit about politics. It's about the relationship between people and the environments around them. So th- that's kind of where I, th- I see the intersection of art and life. And I'm not, I'm not too sure if that's how, how did you feel when, you know, I know you're supposed to be asking me the questions this time, but, but how, did, how did you feel when you think about that concept of art and life converging? Well, I think that art has a way of merging into life and into different disciplines, you know, like art merges with everything you do because sometimes art is a way to express yourself or it's a way to portray your ideals. So if what you think is so intertwined with art, you know, you um, make this podcast and it is a way of saying something to the world or you know, saying your truth or speaking your truth in some kind of way. So that also connects with with artistry. Like the way in which you chose to do it, it is it's, it's a specific art form. So I think that it has a lot to do with what you are actually doing in your personal life. You know, I'm sorry that I turned the question on you, but I think you're 100% right is that like, it's just, it's everywhere, right? And so even this show, to your point, is an artistic um, project, you know, in a way, right? And um, that's not um, that's only not because only. a lot of a lot of who we talk to are artists, but but really just because it is a way of of speaking to the world through the world and and uh, about the world in ways that is you know could be could be conceived as artistic. So yeah, I mean, I I like your response better than I liked mine, Ari. That's uh, that, but that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that's why that's why I work with you all the time. I already had kind of what I wanted to answer. <laughs> you cheated. You knew the answer already. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? The the other thing I thought just just quickly on on the episode with Q, for me it was really symbolic that I start this new season, if you want to call it that, this new um journey with the with the country that I'm from. So it was like a sort of like an emotional launching pad and um, to have a guest like Q, and if you haven't listened to it, obviously plug, listen to the show um, to have a guest like Q was really, really important because it just, it grounded, I think the show in that concept that you're talking about art, life and creativity, which, which I think is a, like a great part of the show, but a really great card, part of the, how the guest um, brought his work forward in this case. What else was something that you wanted to to sort of jam about when it came to those first four, let's say, those first four episodes? Well, the first episode from Zimbabwe, that is uh, with the guest Faraimad Sima, in the beginning of the episode, there is some discourse about what makes a great leader, basically. He kind of proposes these two ideals of what a leader is, one of the types of leadership is really thoughtful, and he, of course, is talking about this kind of leadership as the ideal leadership, and I understand why. And there is this other type of leadership that he calls us more about hierarchy and power. So my question was, do you think that a great leader lies in the middle between these two types of leadership, or do you think that it's more of the thoughtful one? 
Oh, wow. You're not going light with the questions, eh? Uh, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of amazing leaders over the course of my career and my time um, in business and, and even on this show, interviewing a lot of amazing leaders and trying as much as possible to be a leader in my little space of the world once in a while. And so I think the easy answer is it, it definitely lies in the middle. But what I would say is... It's, it's situational um, because there are, there are times in life and there are times in a career, there are times in an exchange where it is appropriate to be far more thoughtful, reflective, and provide space for others, not allow space, but to provide space, to be a facilitator of space for others to express themselves and for them to actually take on uh, leadership knowledge um, and and to, to to really take the baton and and run with it, but I think that the other component about it is, you know, there are some times when when hierarchy I don't want to say is necessary, but it, it can help with clarity. So one of the things that I'm learning is, um, again, not only on this show but all in in interactions with people on the show, but in in my life is that sometimes you do need to say like, okay who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And you do need to have that in a certain situation, you do need one person or one group of people, a small group of people to sort of take the helm and say, this is the path that we're going in. So my answer is, yes, I think it's down the middle. Um, but I think it's really about applying it situationally. That is the, that's the magic. The magic is picking the right time when it is the right time to sit back and allow others really to take the space of course i 100% agree with that and for context what the guest is aiming at is this thoughtful leadership but because he's um, he's aiming for this kind of and he's kind of trying not to go to this idea of leadership that involves hierarchy and patriarchy and kind of defying that kind of leadership. If someone goes and listens to the, to the episode, we are not saying by any means that his answer is wrong. Actually, he's answering the context that he was... Uh, I kind of took a twist to the question. His answer is very, um, in my opinion, truthful. And I also think that and wanted to bring up something that the guest said in the episode. Uh, it has a lot to do with uh, who were your leaders growing up, you know? People whose parents were a little more strict maybe will turn to some kind of more strict type of leadership and the other way around, you know? And that the fact that you are a strict leader doesn't mean that you are not thoughtful or that you are not giving space to others. Because this uh, power balance of sometimes being the leader and sometimes allowing other people to lead you know, if done well, can be very positive. Okay, if you want to the second episode from Zimbabwe, this is more of a bonus episode that is with the guest, Sheldon Pala. So in this episode, this guest has a, an organization called Children of the Dark Continent. And it is talked uh, during the episode, uh, yeah. this idea of that this organization has of rewriting uh, Africa's story, basically of taking a turn into that um, a vision that uh, the world or the Western and white world has of Africa. And, you know, this podcast has kind of the same intention behind it, right? So my question is, 
what came first, this idea of rewriting Africa's history and kind of uh, the intention behind it, or were you already wanting to make a podcast about anything? Um, I'll I'll take my just a second to get to that, but yes, that that episode with Shelton Impala, and it's kind of the reason why I I landed on him as a guest is somebody had forwarded me this Children of the Dark Continent um, ecosystem, really that he had created, and it was exactly not exactly, but it was really well aligned with what the energy of this show was was trying to emulate. So. That drew me into Shelton's work. It really drew me into Shelton as a person. And then when I spoke to him, I was like, wow, this guy is like, he's fantastic. He's, he's doing all the things that I want to be, be doing through this show. You know, to answer your question directly, Ari, for me, it was rewriting narratives first. That was the reason behind the show. I had worked in media before this, so I had started a magazine in Montreal, and I know a lot of people were like, hey, do you want to start a magazine in Toronto? Like, do, do you want to do the same thing? And I said, ah, not really. But it was really this idea that I had had for years and years and years of reframing how people saw people from Africa and how people interpreted people from just different parts of the world. It was the idea for the show first that was exciting to me. So it's kind of like, it's kind of interesting in that sense. Um, but we're both trying to get the mindset to be different. So for me, it started with the why. And that why was like rewriting narratives, um, changing perspe- perspectives and perceptions. And I hope that's similar to what, what his would be as well. Yeah. Well, while you know that- yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on. I know you, I know you want to go to sort of maybe the next question, but why did you join the show? Well, I was really intrigued by kind of what was the why. For some quite some time, I was very intrigued because I come from a very different culture uh, and I didn't get it, you know. I didn't... I got it, you know, when you understand something on the superficial level, but I didn't understand the reasoning behind it. I, I understood that it was a passion project for you, but I didn't understand why it would be a passion project for you. And what was the question behind it? Like, what what are you trying to answer, right? Because you are doing, um, you are interviewing a lot of people and you are not asking, as you know, I'm very direct, but the questions are more personal. So what are you gathering from all these people and answering different questions about their own life? And I think that's what's so interesting about this project um and uh, well you know i think it's that and also i like podcasts a lot <laughs> i don't know if it has anything to do with it but i really enjoy listening to podcasts. I think that this one is a very very interesting one and i think it leaves you thinking you know these questions are not something that i uh, are natural questions that come up when i'm listening to the podcast and i specifically have the privilege of ask them to you personally but I'm sure that it leaves a lot of people with a lot of questions because I some of the guests are very um, intertwined with the same questionings that you have and that's really interesting you know because very very interesting concepts yeah. come out of it we only have a couple minutes left, Ari, but I want to make sure that I give you the space and, and, you know, we might end up doing this in two or in two different episodes. But again, 
Um, this is a, an invitation for everybody to go back, listen to other episodes, but get a little bit of behind the scenes, maybe uh, get a sense of what Ari and I are working on and thinking about as we're going through our guest interviews. Um, I think the last of the four, first four pack of this season, although many have been released or a few have been released since uh, the episodes on Malawi, Zimbabwe, and Zambia, all, by the way, are um, emotionally and lineage-wise tied to me. So I'm Malawian, as I mentioned on the top of the podcast or all the other episodes. My mom is from Zim, so there's the Zimbabwean component. And the um, while, while I'm Malawian, Malawi and Zambia are obviously neighbors, but they're very, very close together. And my dad was born in Luansha in Zambia. And um, half of the Mwase family, if I go back to my roots, half of them are in the Zambian side. So the last guest in this four pack is Aaron Samuel Mulenga from Zambia, uh, but is in the States when I met him. And uh, he was an amazing guest too. And uh, yeah, his episode was super, super fun. So I'm curious to know what you want to ask about that particular one after listening to it a million times. Well, one of the questions that I've noticed that Kondwani asks all the time is, how do you know if the work is finished, basically? Is the work ever finished, actually? That is something that I feel that torments Kondwani because he asks about it a lot to other artists. And well, he asks Aaron this very specific question also, and well, the guest proposes that the create creation that you can give the creation a temporary finish, right? Like you can say, well, it's finished for this presentation that I have for this project. When you post a, a specific episode, it is finished. But I have you ever thought about your work in terms of the passing of time? And your work is not going to be finished until the last man on earth is dead, because if someone can take something out and reinterpret and reinterpret it and work on it, your work is in constant change. So the work is not finished, right? Have you ever thought about your work as a thing that lasts a itself aside of the creation of or the creator that is you? For myself, as you've mentioned, that is a question I love asking artists over and over, and maybe even business owners. Um, but if you if you listen to enough episodes, that is a question that comes up over and over again. And it, I think it is it is it is maybe a bit of an obsession of mine is to know how do you know when these things are finished. It's easier to talk about it from an artistic perspective to say how do you know when a piece is done or a work is done, but like. It, from a business perspective and a life perspective, how do you know when when you're when you can close a chapter on something? What I really like about what you've said is I think the the concept of time, especially with a podcast, by the way, is really interesting because you can listen to something today, and you can listen to our podcasts are about half an hour, right? Conversations are about half an hour, and you can but the conversations can be maybe like forty five minutes, and we kind of trim it down because there's a lot of back and forth. But you can go back to it like a year later or seven months later and take something very different from it because you yourself are in a different place and are just cued into listening to something different um, and or the world is in a different place, which it always is in constant motion um, as we are. And you might glean something different as well. So I think it's a really, really good question. Um, I think if you look at it that way, though, it, it does feel that work is kind of never 
fully finished, right? Because it it's always ever evolving, even if it feels static, right? Like I interviewed this person on, you know, January 1st, 2022 or whatever, 2023. But when I go back and listen to it again with fresh eyes in a couple months or in a year or in two years from now, I am going to take something different from it because I'm in a different place. My eyes are, are pointed differently. My life history has brought me some, somewhere else. I've lived through a pandemic. I've lived through out of a pandemic, like all of these different things. So I don't have an actual answer, I guess, to, to what you're saying, except for yes, yes, and yes. I think that it's when you interpret art and conversations through this other lens, that is like even a work that is based on, I don't know, a racist or sexist ideals. It's like you cannot, you can uh, look back into that work and say, well, it had a time, it had a temporary time, you know, it was said in a, a specific context, you know, and we can take other things from from what those, um, from what those individuals said in that moment, right? There's not, that right or wrong or a uh, good or bad anymore. So I uh, really like this um, this idea of forever changing because it also lets lets you as a as someone who produces rest and your mind rest. Like you know, it is once the work is out, it's almost not yours, right? It's from the culture and from the world. So they will do with that what they want. The work it is out, it is, it is no longer yours, um, just as this episode is now yours. Thanks so much for being on the show. So there you have it, folks. Case has been succinctly laid. I don't know if it's succinct, but it has been laid for you to listen not only to those four episodes, but maybe to come back and listen to them again. That sounds like you made a bit of a pitch to say, let's go back and listen to it again um, and see what new things you can learn and glean from those conversations. Of course, if you like what you've heard, there is always more. Hit subscribe, listen anew as Ari is suggesting, I think, and make sure you share this with your friends and family as well until we meet again.